welcome to the Under the Rhythm podcast. My name's Ben Malone, and for this episode, we head up to Scotland as we speak to two of the most exciting Scottish producers in the game, KC Lights and Boy North. Over the course of the episode, we speak about albums from an artist's point of view, knowing when your music's finished, legendary Scottish institutions like Subclub and SWG13, and why that community of Scottish DJs and producers is so strong. So please welcome to the podcast, KC Lights and Boy North. Casey Lights, Boy North, thank you guys so much for coming on the podcast. Pleasure. Um, Thanks for having me. I'm really looking forward to catching up with you guys tonight. Obviously, it's been a bit of a strange year, and <laughs> we're probably going to touch on that over the course of the podcast a little bit, but it seems like today, because the reason I'm mentioning this is I feel like we might talk about it a little bit uh, in later on in the episode. Today is Wednesday, and they've just announced the vaccine is kind of going live yeah. from today. So if we're talking about events and anything later on in the in the episode, we are at this point in time. So stuff might happen between now and when the podcast goes out yep. that we <laughs> don't know about. But that's the reason why I'm mentioning that. Um, as always, I'd love to start the podcast by trying to get to know you guys a little bit through uh, your musical journeys. So I've asked you guys both to bring three tracks that uh, have played an important role in your careers to date. Um, so, should we kick off with Harry, Boy North? Yeah, no problem. Um, so, <laughs> so the first track I've chosen is uh, Girl by Casey Lights. My first track I've chosen is uh, a song by Lane 8 called Hot As You Want. Um, it's not really a very well-known track by Lane 8, um, but it's probably one of the first ones I actually ever heard of his. Um, it's got an amazing vocal from a guy called Solomon Gray. Um, mm. off of Lane 8's Rise album um, it's just one of those songs that kind of really got me into I'd, I mean I'd, for years I've obviously kind of grown up was had lots of taste of music from like Offspring to Limp Bizkit to like when you're growing up all that kind of stuff um, and also then okay, we're, of, we're gonna we're gonna have to unpack that in a minute but continue <laughs> <laughs> yeah um, but yeah so it was just kind of obviously and then going on to kind of house music obviously You've got the whole kind of Chemical Brothers, Daft Punk, that whole kind of catalogue of, of music that definitely um, was definitely benefited me. Um, but I think going on to like kind of melodic, the melodic side of music, the kind of stuff that I really like, really like now and um, love to write, it was definitely that kind of track that shaped it for me. And just remember hearing that for the first time, um, listening to his album, just kind of gave me this love for, for, for his music and right up until his present day. Um, so yeah, that, that would definitely be my first, first track. Um, I'd say my second track would be, um, I think inner balloon by Rufus to soul. Mm-hmm. Um, it speaks for, it speaks, speaks words for itself. It's such an amazing track. Um, I couldn't even tell you the first time I heard it, but, um, it's just one of those tracks that every time you hear it again and again and again, it just gets, seems to get better and better and better. Um, I don't know if did you, guys... you see the uh, Rufus to Soul live stream they did, kind of in the middle of lockdown. I did see it yeah. with all the with all the was that yeah. Joshua Tree one? Yeah, that yeah. Is, yeah. Oh man, that was very cool. Yeah, uh, so good. <laughs> yeah they actually played in. Um, I'm sure they played in Glasgow, kind of towards the end of last year. And oh, did they? Yeah, yeah, I couldn't. <laughs> I couldn't get anyone to go with me, and I actually bought a train ticket and everything. And I was like this close to going by myself. And I was just like, you know, I'm not. I'm not going to be that guy. I'm not going to go myself. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, I'm glad I missed it, but hopefully once kind of stuff goes back to normal and they start touring again, I'd love to see them. Um, I think it's, they've, they've got a, um, I'm sure it's over in Australia, where they tour a lot because that's where they're from. 
there's a video on YouTube of them doing Inner Bloom Live, and honestly, it's the most incredible, incredible thing ever. Um, but yeah, that is a that is a track. I mean, from from the first day I heard it. Also, Wayne Eight done a remix of that as well, which is equally as equally as good. Um, and for my third track, it was kind of between two, um, both very different um, in their in their own way. But I think the one that kind of edged it for me was Ringo by Yoris Vaughn. Uh, yeah. It's another one of those tracks that's just kind of circulated for seems like seems like a lifetime, and uh, it's just again one of those tracks that every time you listen to it, it's just such a chilled. It's but very different to the other two, but very chilled, um, and just yeah, just total six a.m. six a.m. vibes. Um, so yeah, I think that would be the main three tracks. The other one that I was kind of thinking of would be "Needing Me" by Flashmob, which is a different kind of different kind of track altogether again, but it's still one of those tracks that I think. Um, it's definitely up there for me, just with the vocal and everything. It's just a, a, an incredible track. So you you kind of mentioned at the start there a few quite different um, genres and artists that that you were listening to at the start, but then all three of those tracks are are kind of in in a certain space. Mm-hmm. How did you make that move? Or what got you into that more kind of melodic sound from? Um, you know, from I think some, some quite I've, different beginnings. Yeah, I think. Um, I mean, when I first started producing. I think it's kind of the same as anyone. Uh, when I first started producing, you kind of start trying to produce stuff that's like in at the time. And like for me, when I first started producing, it was all kind of like the tech house, tech house kind of vibe when you know Slardo were killing it. Not that they aren't, not that they're not now, but like just kind of during that time when it was all that kind of stuff. And every time I would try and write, um, albeit it was shite at the time, but every time I try and write. <laughs> It just I, I couldn't help myself but go down like that melodic route. Like I was making like a tech house kind of drum track and mm-hmm. would just start playing piano or start writing melodies over the top of it and I just couldn't help it. And I think for me, after hearing the likes of Lane 8 and all that kind of music like Kidnap and Ben Bomer and all that kind of stuff, I think I just eventually thought like I'm I'm trying so hard to not write something that's obviously to I'm, not I'm be you, yeah, yeah, so that I'm meant to be trying to write. So um, <laughs> it was just kind of it was kind of that I think that I just was kind of a force of habit. I just I couldn't help but kind of every time I would write a track, it would just always have to be like a kind of melodic kind of track. And from there, yeah, it just as I say with all that kind of music, um, it just kind of it just kind of happened from that. Okay, shall we get into your okay. three tracks? So when I think about like kind of the three most influential tracks for me, it's about like, I think back to when I, what, what gave me that, like that real desire to, to, to start producing music. So, and I'm thinking like, which was really like maybe 2008, I just started uni and I just got, at that point really got really, really into electronic music in a way that I hadn't before. Um, 2008 was the first time I went to Ibiza as well, so I'm sure that had some sort of um, influence on it too. But, yeah, to begin with, like, I was just, I remember listening to, and I feel like back then you used to do this way more as well than than now, and and streaming's changed everything, obviously. But, you know, I I used to just love listening to albums from start to finish, and that Mm -hmm. was, and, um, and it was like a real piece of work that you could go on like you know a, a, an hour and a half walk and like listen to a whole album and that was like i listened to uh, like justice the cross and 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 loads of daft punk and um chemical brothers um and it, like i just for me that stuff i just blew like boys noise and prodigy and i just mm-hmm. i 
I used to just get like I used to love just sticking my earphones in. I used to just be honestly just transported to just another world. I just couldn't believe what I was hearing, and it it got me really excited about and um and and game just gave me a real itch for yeah kind of delving into that world of things because none of it you know when you when you become um a little more I guess trained you could say in in this field you you start to understand the music a bit differently because you you understand how they created it but mm-hmm. I remember in the beginning just thinking how on earth did these guys like make these sounds I didn't know what it was or what I was listening to but anyway to answer your question I think for me the it's a bit of a cheap one, but the whole Daft Punk Alive 2007 album, and because still today is just so so influential to me, and 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 so many levels, and not just um, you know, not just in the studio, because I, I it's one of those I've never listened to anything else. I I, I put it on and I listen to it, and I feel like I, I kind of do this kind of childhood daydreaming thing where I like I I almost imagine myself performing that out that music live yeah <laughs> and it just excites me so much and and gives me so much um yeah just so much drive to just you know the 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 prospect of that me doing that with my own music so that that's still super influential to me um and uh, i'd also say um dead mouse as well was another one and brazil brazil for me that's probably one of my favorite dead mouse songs um so yeah that has to be another one too just because again it was just that chord progression is one that and that's kind of again something i take into the studio now is you know i could i feel like i could just listen to that on repeat for hours and hours and hours which is which is pretty amazing just for one simple chord progression and that's when i feel like personally when i know i want to something when i could just have something you know when i just record like a simple chord progression or something but i could i just have it on repeat because i'm just like really like really into it and really um, really enjoying it. So, I think Strobe as well is a massive, massive track. Like, just like yeah. when you said Dead Mouse, I never even thought of Dead Mouse, but yeah, Strobe is like one of, those, one of those tracks you could just listen to. Listen to but again, forever. it's just, it's literally just, you know, the same progression and melody. Yeah, whole, yeah, like, yeah, for, yeah. I don't, I think it's like nine minutes at least, yeah. isn't it? That one, which yeah, is no, just the original is so long. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it was just, it's, yeah, it's just amazing. Um, and, and, and I think like a journey, a journey as well, because it starts, the original yeah. version starts off just like slow, like piano, and just, at the end of the track, it's just like, pfft. absolutely. And what's amazing is it's, I find it really hard now, and I, I try and really escape this when I'm, when I'm working on stuff to escape the, the you know the 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 label in ours you like voices in my ear saying oh you know you need to have it under three minutes and it needs to be something different every 15 seconds or whatever and or, you know <laughs> yeah. to keep people interested and all this because i just think back to that and just think well you know i was just so blown away by this nine minute long um progression yeah, and, and of things. Yeah. yeah so yeah um so yeah that's that yeah that kind of all that stuff was like super influential to me um, and, and probably shaped um, naturally a lot of the stuff that I do now and I thought one it's really hard to pick but I'm just going to stick with the same theme and, and, and go with uh, the first track on, on Justice the Cross which is Genesis because again it's the, I, yeah. I, I don't think there ever will be a better opening to, to a, like a, a piece of a piece of music or like an album yeah um, kicking off with that it's just it's just so epic on a scale that again I don't think I've heard Anywhere else, so I think they're still two of the two, two of the coolest guys on planet Earth. 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> if you see them perform live now, you'd think, oh, I wish I was that cool. Yeah. There's actually, there's an old doc. Did you ever, there's a, there was a documentary of them on tour. Um, I've watched that a couple of times on YouTube. It's really cool. You should watch it. Yeah. I, I, what it's called. I think it's maybe just called The Crossouts. I think it was just that when they were touring the album, but yeah. I have not, not seen that. That's definitely one to add mm. to the list. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, you touched on albums uh, there, and I think it, it's a really interesting point, and it's something I think I'd like to kind of chat about a little bit more. I had uh, two guys, uh, Luke McFarlane and Billy Weber from Stress Records and another Rhythm Records on the podcast a couple of weeks ago, and we talked about albums and whether there's a, a place for albums um, at the moment because from like a, now in the world of streaming, it seems so kind of single dependent um and you know it's if it's all about editorial playlists and the like when you release an album with 15 songs you know they're not all gonna land and you're not gonna get to appreciate them all but from the artist's point of view that album is still such a kind of body of work thing yeah is is album something that 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 you guys think are you know part of what you want to do in your journeys um it never it was always it's always been on my mind and it was never really something that I always just felt like it was yeah so I think the al- albums always meant a lot to me when I was listening like I said um from a young age that was just always something you would you'd stick a CD on you just like lose yourself and it would be the whole album it wouldn't be like a playlist or a mix CD or whatever but for me it would just be like a, a body of work and, and you would listen to the full album as it was intended to you know in the the um they kind of typically tended to be some sort of narrative throughout it as well and 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 also you know whether it was a story lyrically or um you know in the production that all kind of glued together um so for me when when i my kind of the the kind of fairy tale of me when i used to think about creating an album and and even in the past few years I always just thought, oh no no i'm not I'm not close to that 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 yet because i when i when i do when it does come round to me you know, putting together something like that. I would want it to be a real piece of art that I was really proud of. And and there's probably a lot of pressure there um, that there's not when you're just releasing a single because it's just, it's just, that is what it is. And then it comes out and, and goes away. And um, whereas if albums for me, for whatever reason, just feel a lot more, a lot more permanent and a lot more prominent, um, a lot more of a prominent stamp. But um Oh, having said that, more recently, I, I'm, I'm more drawn to the idea because I feel like I'm getting to a stage now um, too where I, I'm having a lot more fun. And I think probably lockdown has helped with this as well, to be honest, because I've had so much more time to work on music and work with other artists. And mm-hmm. I'm having a lot more fun in the stuff that I'm with the stuff that I'm writing purely because I'm just writing it because um, it's because I, you know, without thinking about. Um, labels or without thinking about what this is going to do for my career or without thinking about, um, oh yeah, you know, your Spotify editorial playlists and and all the kind of um, streaming numbers and all that kind of thing. Um, so in that, in that same, you know, regard, I've kind of, yeah, been thinking along the lines of, oh, wouldn't it be really fun to, to kind of start working on a huge body of work like that? So, I mean, whether that's something that's, this year, next year, or next year, the year after. I don't know. Um, but I, for me, it's, it'd be more... I don't, I don't think... I'd be interested to know, actually, 
what the label guys were saying on, the, on their side of things are. I don't, I don't know if it necessarily makes a lot of sense um, for those guys. I don't know, but um, but f- for me, it would just be a real kind of a real, um, you know, a kind of it'd be a real labor of love working on an, an album for a couple of years or whatever. It'd be really cool to do at some point. I think uh, I think that I completely agree with what you're saying. I think like when you look at obviously like the likes of Camel Fat, um, who also just released like their their, their new album, um, and actually and just just got this in the <laughs> yeah. post today. And, uh, fact. That, that was literally just as I was way to say. Like obviously, what with I'm, I've just ordered the um, the new pre-ordered uh, the new Bicep album. I think like yeah. I think with like especially especially with twelve inch or, or vinyl, and I, like I've I've always kind of felt like this. If there's something like a piece of music that I really love, um, I think having I think regardless if it's yours or another artist, I think having something like like there in your hands to like hold and to like like to play like on like like say like a, like on a record player or to put a CD in. I just think it's something that I just think there's something a bit more special about. Obviously, it's it's all well full and well streaming streaming music and everything, but. Yep. Like I still even like the, last night I'd actually, I'd actually found my booklet of uh, CDs that I used to use when I was DJing. I was just sitting flicking through it, and it was just like shoddy bits of paper in my handwriting on it. But even like just thinking, like God, even like then, like obviously it was all all digital and USB and everything now. But I definitely think that for me, if I was going to write an album, it would have to be. I think it would be the same for any artist. I think it would have to be like absolute perfection, something you're like super happy of, and I don't think it's something that you would decide overnight. Um, but it's definitely something I think I'd I'd want to work towards um, eventually. But like I was saying, I think it's I, th- I think the way that everything is just now. I mean, I wouldn't really say if you asked anyone, well, like your your favorite DJ, would you want them to put out a whole album? I mean, it's, it's as long as they're they're producing music and putting out music, regardless if it's in a you know yeah. a, a album form or single form. Um, I don't think it's it's a shame that's the way it is. But I think I just feel like that's the that's the way that's the way it is. Yeah, I think for me I, I just never I think I saw guys like like first first time I really personally felt like I saw this happen was was Calvin Harris releasing an album. But, I mean, but that's just because he's such a prolific producer probably that it just so happened that it, that this you know came out this way. But he sent, he was essentially releasing albums that were just like ten singles. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and that's yeah. that's for me that's a whole de- different kettle of fish to what I was talking about about listening to an album and there's you feel like there's a real story there and you can go for a walk and it takes you on a bit of a journey. Um, um, but it, and I I didn't, and that's that. I mean that's that's fair enough to be able to release an album that's that's worthy of you know ten or ten, ten or whatever top top five UK singles. You know that's yeah, that's impressive in its own right. But when I when I think when I used to think about um, if I was to ever to ever put an album together, I. I don't know. I, I've not. I've not put a lot. Of, a lot I've thought about into recently, but I. I kind of always felt like I didn't want it to just be an album of just just music. Just just you know, twelve tracks that I had or twelve singles that I was releasing. Eminem, or whatever you know. Eminem skits in between it and that and gun, gunshots and stuff. Like <laughs> <laughs> <certain> tracks. <laughs> yeah. No, but I, th- I think it's a, it's definitely an album in the sense that we're talking in that kind of a body of work that's connected by maybe kind of just little tracks that weren't were never going to get single releases, little interludes, but just pieces of music yeah. that, that bring the whole thing together. Yeah. Versus an album that is, like you said, a Calvin Harris one, just ten top ten hits yeah. or you know ten singles. That kind of 
they're very different like this kind of we didn't touch on the camel fat album you know there's a lot of kind of interludes and, and so it's a bit of a journey that is to in many ways some of those tracks are never gonna really see the light of day streaming wise yeah. outside of the album whereas you look at a calvin harris one it's kind of intended for each individual track on there yeah. to be a single success it's kind of a totally different piece of work yeah i think it would say. be really fun to again it with the in the situation we're in where there's no gigs and no touring this changes it but i think it'd be really fun to tour like uh, you know tour an album tour the launch of an album and get an opportunity to to play all of that music as part of a live show and i think again um and this is just all based on it's all personal preference obviously as well and uh, and this is kind of come from like i was talking about my influence from um you know daft punk and things and and is i think you know me sitting down and, and writing an album it would be music that i would it'd be you know imagining going on tour with it and, and performing it, whether that be in a live band or just even a DJ set, whatever. Um, I think there's something to be said for that too. Mm-hmm. No, I completely agree. I think as, as well, I'll see with, again, with the likes of Camel Fat, I think the whole collaborative side of it as well. I think it's, I think obviously writing an album and, and having all these other people work with you, work with you, like mm. obviously Camel Fat and, and Noel Gallagher, that's like mm. something you'd never ever think would happen in your, in your <laughs> lifetime. But um, even, even now, like right, I think, for me, writing um, like and working on collabs is probably like some of the most fun I have writing music, um, and like the connections you make with people, and whether it be other other producers or vocalists or, or, or anything like that. Um, but yeah, but because I, I, I remember it was literally the other day I'd seen a picture of Camel Fat Poo up, and it was a picture of their new album, like and it was on like a CD, and I just I just looked at it. And, I don't know. It was just like almost like a nostalgia hit. Like I just, mm. like, it was like I'd never like, I t- like I'd never seen this like a CD. Like, and that was just totally. I did bizarre. think that when I saw it on their Instagram, I was like, "Who's buying yeah, well, the CD the first thing I now?" Thought, like, when I seen it, I was like, "I wonder how many actual CDs they sold." <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, and another thing to touch on as well is there's albums, and then there's there's that, which is how many tracks? Is it like twenty two tracks or something ridiculous? Yeah. 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 I mean, they just <laughs> yeah. Like, I mean, Mike in particular, I think, is just an absolute writing machine, isn't he? They're like, yeah, they're just, I know. They, they're just, they're, they're just pumping out so much music. So why not? Why not stick twenty tracks? Album, I guess. Yeah, definitely. It's mad. It's all great. Like, I think it's a great album as well. Oh, that's yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. Especially you say with the interludes and interludes and stuff. Like, I think that I can't remember what it's called off the top of my head, but it's like a really slow, like just piano, like written piece of music. I think that's probably one of my favorite tracks on the actual album. It's just yeah. like it's it's. I wasn't expecting either because I always liked if I'm listening to a new album, I'm sure they're saying, like you say, you listen to the start to finish and let mm-hmm. it take you on that journey. And I just remember I got to this track and I was just like, wow, this is like totally not what I was expecting it to be on there. But it's uh, equally as just as probably as amazing as the other, other dance tracks that are on the album. Yeah, I agree. There's loads of, I like some of the chilled ones on there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's a good time for albums at the moment. There's a Hot Since 82 album out on Friday. That's a kind of similar story. Yeah, There's some amazing collaborations mm-hmm. on there. It's, it's definitely, I'm seeing a lot more artists that I wouldn't traditionally have associated with albums. Mm, yeah. Doing albums. Mm-hmm. I wonder, I think that's probably a side effect of of this year. Yeah. I'd, I'd say so, yeah. Yeah, I'd, I'd agree with that. I think everyone's all had a lot of time to kill. Mm. <laughs> a lot of time in the studio. Yeah. <laughs> Next year's going to be a weird one, you know, because this is the thing I was talking, um, we were talking about this recently, and I was saying, 
well, I, I was talking about, you know, how I, I uh, unsure I was about putting out Gero because of, because it's a weird, <laughs> <laughs> because it's, I mean, it was, I think it's, it, it translates well across radio, across, you know, in your home and your headphones or whatever. Um, but it was, for me, it was still, it's still, you know, a club record, but, um, so I was nervous of putting that out, but, um, I think, um, I think, um, what was I going to say? I, just, I can't even remember. <laughs> well, let's, let's talk about, let's talk about girl because it would be okay. crazy not to. Um, it's obviously been a massive track this year. It's, uh, it's killing it at the moment. Um, I asked you this before we started recording the podcast. I'm going to ask you again now, have you ever played it out live? Sadly, no. I mean, the closest, the closest, <laughs> the closest I've gotten is, is playing it in like my live streams or my recorded streams. Or, um, but no, I, although I, I think the, the kind of the way it came about and the way it got um, ultimately signed was was through that process, really, which is really interesting. Um, so I um, I kind of wrote it as well. Actually, I it was an idea that I started um, years ago, and. Um, Someone I did a podcast actually recently, and someone reminded me I'd, I'd actually put in it. It's really interesting. Go back on my Instagram feed, and um, I posted an idea. It was 2016, um, and I posted like a really early demo of it. And I just I, I really liked it, and I knew I liked it, but um, it just never really materialized for whatever reason. I just wasn't, you know, I couldn't finish it, or I wasn't really feeling it. But I tend to just sit on like my sound SoundCloud is just full of just all these old demos that you know never see the light of day but you know from sometimes i just like going through them all and, and i went through and i found that one and thought you know there's something cool there so i got it wrapped up really quickly and i just started I, I just started doing um like the kind of live streamed stuff and so i thought well i might as well throw that in there and it was like way less pressure than if i was like doing an actual set because um, it would have to be probably way more considered and whether it would fit in with the, the whole night and the crowd and all this kind of stuff in the venue. Um, mm. Whereas, you know, me playing at home, you know, well, why not? It's just, a, just I'll just test out a demo. So, yeah, I was just playing it out and, and I'd be talking with Toolroom about kind of doing future stuff and, and I'd kind of, I think I'd sent a couple of demos, but Matt, um, you know, at Toolroom, he, 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 he was listening to one of my, um, to one of my sets online and I played that and he said, what on earth is that? I said, oh, it's just this demo, like, blah, blah, blah. And he said, well, <laughs> you know, send it. And, and, and that was it. And, you know, we very quickly um, put a date in and got it, got it wrapped up and finished. So it's, it's kind of nice. That, yeah. It sucks that I've never, I've never been able to play it out, but it really is kind of somehow worked its way in via um, all these kind of adaptive measures <laughs> during COVID. I think it's one of those tracks that I think like like easily like whenever we do kind of get back to normality like it's not I think it's one of these tracks that leaves you like like it'll kind of it could be like a timeless track that you'll be able to play in sets like whenever oh, whenever you, you want you know what I mean um, I hope so <laughs> yeah so I said that to you the other night like it's one like it's yeah it's just one of these tracks it's just like as I say timeless so you just you'll find that you'll find when stuff starts going back to normal and festivals will start start being played again that there'll be I'm, I'm sure there'll be um, like Heaps of teachers that are dying to dying to play it. Oh, it's definitely got a sort of timeless sound to mm-hmm. it. Oh, thank you. And I think one thing you often do your six AM 
mixes yep. or kind of a, a different edits on your own tracks. There's a 6am, there's a tribal edit <laughs> on this one. Is, is, is there any more? <laughs> uh, is there any more? No, no, just the, there's a 6am okay. version and a tribal edit, which is out Friday. So. And I guess part of that is, is, is to be able to hear the tracks and use the tracks in different scenarios, is it? Kind of. So it, to be honest, more than anything else, it's more just... I've just always, I've always done that actually. Even one of my very first releases, in the, which was kind of um, that started kind of gaining a bit of traction a few years ago, was one called No No No, and I just had a regular mix and a and a dark mix, just one that was a bit more kind of club focused. And mm. I mean, it's really, and and that was just because essentially I just couldn't agree on, I couldn't, I couldn't decide on, on, on how to do it. Like, you know, all of my music I'll do, I'll have loads of different versions of it. So it's more just about, you know, I just, I like kind of reinterpreting things. That's why I'd like doing loads of remixes because I love reinterpreting things. I like, but yeah, it, it's, it definitely helps in the sense that, um, you can, you're kind of reaching a different audience as well. And, and for me, I, I just love writing music, whether that's, you know, hip hop or orchestral stuff or dance music or, you know, or anything really. I just, I kind of love making the time to work on all sorts of different stuff. So I feel like it's a good way to kind of also just showcase, you know, that a bit of a different, a different side of me that, 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 you know, typical KC Lights fans, you know, whatever that is, um, may not normally expect. Yeah. And Harry, I want to touch on uh, kind of the first time that I really came across your music this year with the Parenthesis EP. Yeah. Oh, I love which that. Is, yeah. Which is it's a beautiful yeah. EP. Um, how, obviously, so you've got three tracks on there. There's the one which is my personal favourite, The Devil's mm-hmm. Ivy. I don't know how much we can talk about that track and what's what's potentially happening. No, we can, like, well, we, can, we can talk about it. I mean, well, the, the kind of... I kind of got the long and short of it is that it's quite a few people have have been particularly fond of that yeah, track, right? Um, yeah, well, yeah, it's been. Yeah. That's the thing. This kind of it's one of those ones where, I mean, I'd got to this point in my kind of music writing career that I just like it's one of those ones where like I know like I knew the stuff I was writing was was good enough, um, mm-hmm. but it was all just about letting the right people hear it. Um, like like with everyone else, um, kind of during obviously during lockdown, I just made the most of the time I had and really wanted to really wanted to make a really good go of um, obviously just trying trying to, to write something that was gonna catch people's catch people's eyes. Uh, well, yours more like, um, but yeah, I mean, I'd, I'd started I started writing, writing parentheses just literally the start of start of lockdown. I'd I don't the two two of the tracks. I think it was maybe. The Devil's Ivy and um, parenthesis. I had already. It was kind of like what Casey was saying. I had like the kind of basis for those tracks just from demos I'd done before and never really made much of. Um, but yeah, it's one of the, that that EP. Like I'd, from all the tracks I've kind of produced, that three track EP was just like that. And I think I knew that that's when it was like it was going to be good, just because. It just everything from the minute I sat down to write all three tracks, everything just worked. Um, the Devil's Ivy actually was just uh, the instrumental, and I was really happy with the way it was. But um, the, the singer on it, Jodie, uh, she'd done a, a track for me previously called Card Games. Um, it's actually really cool. I, I actually found Jodie. I was through in Glasgow one afternoon with my girlfriend at the time, um, 
when we could when we could do that sort of thing um, a few a good few years ago now, and we'd it was a lovely summer's day, and we'd sat outside a bar in a bar in Glasgow, and Jodie was actually busking outside this bar. Um, mm. And she had, her, she had her little card set up, like just kind of busking inside this bar. And my girlfriend came out and we sat and had a gin on the steps. I thought this girl's voice is stunning. Um, so I took her name off her card um, and messaged her on Instagram, and yeah, the rest rest history. So, um, but that's great. Yeah, that's amazing. a great yeah, story. story yeah, no, I've, I've, I don't, I've never actually told many people that, but um, that's amazing. Yeah. I love that. Yeah, I think... Uh, Beats a splice sample, doesn't it? Yeah, I know, yeah. I know, well, I'm asking, <laughs> our voice is standing there, you know, she's, every, especially, also the card games, like, any time I've, kind of, she was the first vocalist that I actually probably worked with, and she's made my life so easy, like, everything she sends, just nothing has to be redone, everything's absolutely fantastic, and the, the quality is, I say it, everything she mm. sends is great. Um, but yeah, so, Devil's Ivy, yeah, obviously, well, you'd, I think I'd, I'd sent it to you, Ben, hadn't I? Um, I'd managed to pick up yeah. pick up your email from a, a mutual friend, and yeah, obviously you'd loved it. And then even that that kind of side of things happened. Obviously, Jags had picked it up on Radio One, uh, which was mad. Um, and then yeah, so it must have been kind of towards the end of lockdown, I think, or maybe just after lockdown. I'd Yusuf had put up on his Twitter Twitter page basically. Saying I'm kind of got a night a night free tonight. If anyone wants to send over any music, please feel free to do so. Um, just send it in my Instagram DMs. And I mean, I'm a massive fan of Yusuf, but the stuff I really kind of write, I would just wouldn't really kind of put towards kind of what circus would be or etc. But I thought, you know what? Like, mm. I actually, I actually never, and I was so, I actually went went on to it and thought, nah, like I'll leave it. So like a couple of hours later, I thought, well, like what have I got to lose? Um, so I'd sent him over actually a couple of breakbeat tracks. I think you've you've heard them, Ben. I'd sent them over to him, and uh, he came back and instantly was like, "Yo, man, these are really well produced. Um, really love the sound, but they're just not really for me." And I was like, "Ah, well, like yeah, that's cool. Like that's fair enough. Like he likes the production and, and whatever else." And then I kind of thought, "Well, I've got this other track." I was I don't know why I don't know, like I think it's just weird. Like I, I'm a great believer in fate, and I could have just totally put that like just been like taking it on the chin and been like cool whatever. But I'd, mm-hmm. I messaged him and I was like, like go wait there two seconds. I've got this other track that was self released called Devil's Ivy. Um, it's a bit more because he said he was looking for something with vocals and stuff. So I sent it to him, and yeah, about oh, kind of the length of the track time period, he came back instantly and was like, "Mate, this is fucking unreal," um, <laughs> which, is, which, is, which is surreal. <laughs> And uh, yeah, he just he, he said to me, um, he kind of talked to me about it and asked me about Jody and everything else. And he said, "Oh, do you mind if could you maybe send over the stems so I can have a look at it?" And I thought, like, as in look at it, as in remix it. And he was like, "Yeah." And oh, honestly, like, just mm. the most mad feeling. So yeah, I've, I've got a, a, a no date for it yet, but um, so yeah, Yusuf's remixed remix. Oh, amazing! Can't wait to hear that. Yeah, it's, I've, I've I've heard a few versions of it just because it was kind of sending me um, bits as he was getting on. But um, he's played he done, he played the finished version um, a couple of times in his live streams, and it's yeah, I can't wait for it to come out. It's just I said that to you on the phone the other night, car. It's just one of these situations where like I'm sitting in my flat, like I I used to go to like um, like after parties and everything, and or like be having pre drinks and listen to Yusuf's music, and then there was like yeah. evening, evenings where I was yeah. sitting like voice noting Yusuf back and forth, and you're just like. And yeah, as I said to you, I remember I was speaking to him and I just started laughing. He was like, What's funny? And I was like, This is fucking mad. I was like, This yeah. is so, like, this is so <laughs> fucking mad now. Um, but yeah, it's Proper, just like pinch yourself moments. Yeah, and like just kind of yeah. since, just since, kind of since from then, it's just been, um, 
yeah, it's just all been going great. And I, like, I'm, it, as I say, I, I got, I knew I got to that period where I knew that my my writing was good enough, and everyone's kind of fallen into place. So I'm grateful for 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 everyone kind of involved. Also yourself, Ben, as well. Like I wouldn't be kind of in the position I am now without without your help either. So um, very thankful for that, dude. Oh my pleasure, man! It's a, it's it's an amazing EP. That oh, all of all so of we it. All start, so we all start crying. <laughs> <laughs> I fucking love you, man. <laughs> I mean, here's the thing, right? The the music will always just speak for itself, right? There's 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 paths you can take, and there's there's the whole kind of the old idiom, which is you know it's all, it's all about who you know. Which don't get me wrong, like is is does definitely play a huge part, but. If it, it for me, just always it always has to come back to the music, and if if the music's good enough, then then and, and well, and if you're proud of the music and if you're happy enough with it, then 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 everything else is secondary to that for me yeah. anyway. hundred oh, percent, yeah. As I say, like I think I'd gone through like kind of a couple of years ago, I'd gone through some shit times in my life, and it's it's I know it's so cliche, but like music for me, especially writing it, not just like obviously listening to it as well, but like writing music it just takes you. It just takes you away from everything for like that kind of time period yeah. where, you're, where you're sitting in front in front of the studio and you don't think about anything else and you can come away and if, sometimes you, you sit down and it doesn't really work out the way you want it to but other times you sit down and there's no better feeling sitting in the studio just like vibrant like something you've written yeah um, and yeah as I say like it just uh, it, it's helped it's helped me a great deal writing and and, and generally listening listening to it you know what I mean it's um, it's it's an amazing tool. Listen to how embarrassing this is. You know, <laughs> you know, you know. How Spotify just released their their like end of year stuff. So my it, my top my top <laughs> listen to artist. Okay, guess who it was? <laughs> it was it was a case of guys. It was. It was <laughs> <laughs> no, that that would be that would be not embarrassing at all. It was me. So <laughs> no, wait, was that actually? Yeah. You, I, I mean, saw it. Uh, no way! That's yeah. great. That's this great. is not this is not an unusual phenomenon. I've seen a few people prosper. They were their own. Oh really? Oh good. That makes me feel better. Yeah. You're, you're not alone in this. I read that to be fair. Like, you've got to you got to you got to love your own work. Oh uh, yeah. Um, yeah. It's, it's also always different. And people say this. Uh, I, people say this to me quite often. Is it's it's always different hearing your music on the radio than yep. it is hearing it oh, in your studio. Yeah. <laughs> hearing it on Spotify is different to hearing it when like you're just playing it off your laptop. Yeah. So there's there's definitely yeah. an element of that. I mean for me it's yeah, it's people always ask, you know, how oh, how do you know how do you how do you finish a track or how do you know when it's finished? And my answer is always well it never is. It's finished when no. it's finished when it's when it when you click on your page in Spotify and it's on Spotify because yeah. then there's literally nothing you can do about it at that yeah. point and it's finished. And at that point that's when you know that's when I can enjoy it. <laughs> you know, because yeah. it's not I'm not I'm not <laughs> listening to it critically anymore. I'm just like listen, oh okay I can enjoy this piece of music then. Yeah, I think you're always thinking for tracks as well. You're always like like you say, you're never finished. I think uh, there's times where I listen back to music I've put out, and you always think like oh, I could have done this, I could have done that, and like, like I think always your like your latest piece of music is always going to be your best music because I feel like you've yeah. always learned, do you do learned, that? Learned something do you, oh, hundred percent. You listen yeah. back. Oh, do you? That's interesting. Yeah, like, there's not like there's more older tracks more than now, like more so now. Um, I mean, like I don't listen to my own music enough to make make myself <laughs> my most top listener on my Spotify. But yeah, I think um like I definitely I've always felt like that. I think like I say, like the latest track you you write, you feel like it's kind of your 
going to be your best piece of music. Yeah, I mean, I, it wouldn't. You wouldn't be in a good position, would you, if you were, if you were, if you felt like a track you'd written previously was was your best? Would you? Yeah, you were, uh, it's like that. This is it now. Yeah, Actually, <laughs> were, you, were you and girl now? You just like, oh, so I've done. I, I can't do any booking now. I'll just quit now. Yeah. What about it? Uh, that was hilarious on Twitter the other night. I'll just say why we're here. Your retweet on Twitter was the best thing ever. So, so Kerrod, uh, obviously, he gets a lot of people sharing um, sharing and retweeting his music on, on Twitter. <laughs> his face. You show me this. This is brilliant. Yeah, you'd, uh, this, you'd, I just like, always kind of see them as I'm flicking through my, tw- um, my Twitter page. And I like, got popped. It was one of these ones where I just seen it kind of was there and I went past it and I went, wait a minute. And I went back up. And I'd seen you retweeted it, and it was uh, at was at Megan Milf, like <laughs> porn pills executive. And actually, I went back earlier on, and she's changed her name to Sergeant Milkmaid. So that's oh funny. Jesus, I it gets worse. It gets worse if you click on her profile as well. Yeah, by the way. I know. It's it's like, like, the best thing is I sent. I've, I've seen it and like laughed for a solid like ten minutes, and then sent the, sent the picture to him, and then sent him like. My voice notes of me laughing and then you're just like fuck I didn't even notice <laughs> do you know who else did that James, James Campbell also sent me um, sent me another friend of ours sent, um, sent me the exact same thing and I was it's funny I was telling I was telling my girlfriend Megan the other day about it and I was like oh this happened she's like you need to start like you need to start like vetting the stuff that you're retweeting because and I was like but I, d- I mean I guess the name gave it away right so maybe I should have saw that but the picture was, was pretty <laughs> as well but I didn't I just saw she said something really nice about my music so I, know, I was like it was just like yeah I know she did actually say something really compliments nice compliments a compliment yeah and to be fair I didn't even yeah it wasn't like I wasn't like I don't know maybe there's nothing wrong with that but it, I kind of I actually <laughs> took away my retweet because I thought I don't want it's it, I I don't know I just felt like it was a bad association but what I'm saying is I feel guilty like but rescinding my retweet Megan, if you're listening yeah <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Megan, I Megan, I do I appreciate it. Drop drop him a DM. <laughs> slide into the DMs and um... You mentioned you mentioned James Campbell being James ID. Oh yep, yep, yep. So there's always a theme in the way that I pick the guests for these podcasts. Right. Sometimes it's quite complex and um, intelligent. Other times it's very basic and geographical. Uh, like tonight. So we, we're, we're the um, basic guests, sorry. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, but one thing that I think it, I always am struck by is <clears> there's a definite kind of strong community that you guys have got up there in Scotland of producers. Yep. Um, I think there's there's a lot of consistency in, in the sound as well. It often tends to be a little bit more melodic, or certainly the stuff I, I kind of come across is a little bit more melodic. Um Obviously, Scotland is is not like a small place. It's a big place with, with kind of with quite like few and far between cities. But you all got you all in different cities, but working kind of quite closely together. How does that community kind of form and and grow? That's the thing. Like it's, it's I think it's amazing with, with this like the scene here. Like I mean, through in here in Edinburgh and especially through in Glasgow as well. Like there's, I mean, before all of this kind of happened um, when I'd first moved here. Um, and started DJing and stuff. I think I was actually really, really surprised with how good like the underground scene was here, and I'm sure it's the same with Glasgow. And and, I, and like I know it's the same with because um, I used to kind of do some gigs in Aberdeen. Um, but like I think it's the same with everyone. I think it's the, the beauty of like we say with with music and everything else. I've probably met some of my closest friends, closest friends through through music. Um, yeah. 
obviously I've, I've known James for quite quite a few years now just from kind of DJing and being from that kind of top end of the country um but like you say it was kind of through through James how me and how me, how me and Kara met um and yeah I just think that as cringy as it sounds it just kind of brings you this whole kind of like family and like I say even like when I was mm. when I was here like doing gigs in Edinburgh um and and kind of doing that side of things or even going to gigs and obviously you go back to like after parties or even when even when you're there I just think regardless of of whatever you're at um like even like people I've worked with now or collaborated with um like the likes of Blueprint or like the Tabasco guys like they're like they're really good pals of mine now and uh I think that it's amazing how much how much like music can bring bring everyone together and especially like I said earlier like in times like this I think it's I'd actually put it up on my my Instagram earlier on my after I shared my my um Spotify wrapped I think it's I think it's nice that music's kind of got everyone through this kind of period we're going through and regardless if we can't go out and enjoy it or whatever else I think having obviously the ability to like listen to music or stream it or whatever else um and also knowing that you like your music is kind of helping people along with with everything that's kind of going on it's just uh I think that makes it all the more special yeah I agree um when you when you first start out and, and not 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 exclusively to 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 that period but when 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 you especially though when you when you are first starting out and you're kind of putting out music and it's you really feel like it's 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 such as vast um you know world that that it's can sometimes you know you feel like a real fish out of water and um and 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 sometimes quite you know it's it can be really nerve-wracking talking to people it can be really you, you you're often and you know and this part never goes away but often really uncertain about your own music and and about your your position as an artist and and all this stuff so i think i think having people around you that you know are like-minded and that have, have gone through or going through um similar or the same things is 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 really important um and it's this is you know we, we're all doing what we're doing because because we love it and it's and it's great fun and 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 I certainly don't consider it a job by any stretch of the imagination. No, no, but but that doesn't mean that it you know it's 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 not tough at times and it, it doesn't mean that it's it's you know it, yeah it can it brings a lot of a lot of other stresses and things along with it probably because of that because we care so much about it oh, um, and I think everyone experiences that um, so I think having. Yeah, just having having people around you and, and, and connecting with people that are, are going through the same thing is 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 really important. Is certainly really helped me. And to touch on what you said, I think the, I think the, this the thing with the Scottish thing is really interesting because Scotland is like like you say it's not it's not this tiny little you know place, but people from Scotland behave like that. That's what's really interesting. You go anywhere <laughs> in the world and you you, you you like you're at a party or something and someone you know if you meet someone from Scotland it's always like as if you were like lived two doors down you'd be like oh my god no way me too you know and I think that I think that translates to like the music side of things you know it's I remember linking up with Ivan Barrientos he actually literally did live around the corner for me at the time we've moved now but um a good few years ago now and it was the same it was a similar thing like he said we'd kind of both heard of each other at a similar time we're both kind of on um Annie Mac played us or something, and uh, 
and both were equally like, oh my God, they're from Glasgow. Like uh, we ha- I have to know them. Like I have to reach out. We, 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 we need to be friends. So <laughs> it's, like, it's like two dogs seeing each other in a park. Like, oh my yeah. God, I need to go and say hi to him. <laughs> yeah, so, um, but yeah, I think that's probably, <clears throat> there's, a, there's a real uh, a kind of um, family um, proud um association with being Scottish, I think. <laughs> yeah, I think that's like in any kind of whether it's music or sport or anything, I think we're all a bit down. Yeah, there's, a, there's always a real there's always a real come together no matter what yeah. it is, you're right. Whilst we're on the, uh, the the subject of Scotland, obviously we touched on it briefly earlier. Vaccine announced potentially looking like maybe things could go back to normal. What is the uh what is the first venue in Scotland that you guys are, are heading to? Oh good question. <sighs> I think I think from for me, and it's always going to be forever until I die. I think sub clubs like the the best place, and like, mm. and I don't know what it is. Like, obviously, I've, like I've been to festivals, I've been abroad to 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 gigs, and like you say, Ibiza and stuff. Ibiza's got a a really special place in my heart, but I just don't know what it is about. So it's just the people, the 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 whole idea of that that place. Um, I think it's one of those places as well where like i'd been been to kind of gigs and seen djs before but it wasn't <clears throat> until i'd been to some club and walked in that doors and from the minute you walk in to the minute you walk out it's just like it's just incredible like every, like literally there's obviously when you're at festivals there's people on their phone or there's drinks getting thrown about but it, like it's just a pure vibe in that place like everyone's there to just like the music yeah literally literally there for the music and it's one of those places yeah. i can say that it's like no like no other there's just no shit that goes on. It's just everyone's there to dance right until the right until the last last song finishes. And uh, so for me, it would def- I'd definitely say that's such a Scottish answer as well. <laughs> I could pick anywhere. Yeah, <laughs> well, it's interesting because <laughs> I thought. I mean, I will we'll come on to you, Kara, in a second. I I was pretty confident before I even asked that question that at least one we'll of you would say something. Yeah. <laughs> it seems to be like it seems to be. But it's it's not just with, with with the Scottish. It seems to be like an institution. Yeah, it's like with Scream. He lets everyone scream, scream screams on place, about yeah. it all the time. Yeah, it seems to be such a well respected venue. I've yeah, it's such a small venue as well. It's not like it's one of these places you walk into and you're like, wow. It's just there. Uh, like it's just like the whole idea of like the wall of speakers and you're literally like within like touching distance of the DJ. Not that I do that, but. That's why I look at that. Is that why you become a DJ? You're, you're <laughs> the one likes to be touched. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so I, I couldn't, like, I, I knew in some places I went to, I couldn't actually reach them. So I thought if I become a DJ, then I'm actually up there with them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, Harry like, nailed it on the. Um, hit the nail on the head when he said it's just you know it's just it's just a it's just a no shit club you know you just there's just no it's just no nonsense you know it's just it's just about the music they they put on great um acts um and attract a crowd that 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 knows about that you know you don't there's not i mean i'm sure there is passing trade but it's the people that are going there are going out their way to be there um so yeah, I mean my, that I, for me, my, my place would I'd probably say SWG three just because um, that's a great club. Yeah, I've been there. I can, I can talk yeah, to you about I just that one, <laughs> some of my definitely some of my favorite um, shows have been there, um, and it's just and maybe it's extra special because it's it's you know close to home and it's it's local, but. Um, but even even take that out of the equation, and it's just it's just a, yeah, a great venue, and and um, and yeah, Scottish crowd's always a great one anyway. Mm-hmm. 
Well, uh, guys, I think we'll kind of wrap it up there. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Just finally, thanks very much for having us. Each kind of what's what's on the immediate horizon for you guys? Um, for me, uh, I think I've got well, kind of the, the, nothing really from now until Christmas. Um, I've got lots of new music coming out next year. Um, on like I said earlier, on Circus the remix um, on Nora and Peel's label Purified. Um, okay. I've also got a I've got an EP coming out on. Or, um, another rhythm as well. We were talking about Billy earlier as well. So um, yeah, just just lots of just lots of new music and um, lots of I've got kind of some cool collaborations in the works as well, like with Blueprint and Tabasco and stuff as well. So um, it's all and Casey Lights and, and can Casey Lights as well. Yeah, <laughs> they're not meant to tell them. <laughs> nah, nah, I'm actually, I'm really looking at me. Yeah, oh, exclusive uh, there. Now nah, we've been talking about it for a good while. Um, that's the thing. Like I think some of the stuff that Car sent me, and I'm sure he feels the same. We definitely. Um, Every time I listen to Car's music, I always feel like there could be something definitely special, special there. From the, but it's, uh, it's, a, yeah. Yeah, it's in it's in it's in the works. Um, so we'll just have to see what happens. Exciting, very good. Yeah, for me, um, uh, I I've got a couple of remixes coming out in the next few weeks. So I kind of keeping things taking over until um, my next single has just been penciled in for beginning or kind of mid February. So. Um, really, just kind of working towards that. So, and that's pretty much finished. So it's almost done. But aside from that, just kind of, um, I, d- I'm, I don't know what I'm going to do myself. To be honest, when things do go back to normal, and start like gigging again and 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 get less time at home because <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty accustomed to it now and pretty accustomed to having all this time working music. It's pretty cool. It's going to be a shock to the system for everyone, I think, yeah. isn't it? I think that's a yeah. good thing as well, like with having this amount of time to write. I think that like, well, I know that I've written so much bloody music in the last kind of however many months that like when gigs do start coming back and we start gigging again, I think that at least we've kind of got off semi-decent backlog of music there that we'd have to kind of put more pressure on ourselves to be writing all the time if we're, if we're away, etc. But um, but yeah, it's uh, it's all very well. At least after the news today, it's looking a bit more exciting than it than it was. So yeah, uh, yeah, I think just um, same as always. Just be be hopeful, but not to. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not expecting it. You know, I don't. I I I really, I really, really, really bloody hope that um, you know we'll have festivals in the summer and and like a full um, Ibiza season and things. But um, it's, it's, for me, it still feels a long way away from where we're at now. But um, yeah, I really, I really hope that on some level, at least, I think as well. I mean, yeah, my heart goes out to all these kind of um, all the you know clubs and club owners and promoters and everyone and and but um, and festival promoters. But yeah, because it just must be horrible because we are talking, you know, in some capacity, it's you know you're, we're going to be starting at small venues, so that's something we all could certainly be looking at getting back to work and, 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 and gigging in small venues, but on a larger scale, you know, some of these guys might be looking at a, a lot longer down the line, but just fingers crossed, not for the best. Yeah. 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 Number one on the bucket list for me is coming down to see yeah. you, Ben, in London. <laughs> yes. <laughs> get down here. Get down no, there. No, you're, no, you're not invited. You probably have to quarantine, <laughs> don't you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, no, I'll be, no, it'll definitely be good to um, get down and, and see everyone. That's the thing as well, just to, Definitely. sorry, I know you want to wrap up, but um, That's nice. the amount of people that we've been talking about, like I've been, had Zoom sessions with and, and phone calls with that, you know, I've never really met or I've only met, maybe yeah. met once or twice or something, but then say, oh, you know, looking forward to properly meeting. It's just going to be, there's just going to be this, just this sheer 
ecstasy and excitement, isn't it? When we can actually like see people, see people face sure. to face sure. um, <laughs> and just talk, like be be around people. Because even in my my kind of uh, and you know when when we could kind of go out um, a little bit and and like I was talking to you, Ben, which is in Glasgow was a long a, you know ages ago. Because even since August, we've not um, been able to kind of um, be in other people's houses or anything, but. My kind of the people that are immediately around me are largely, you know, friends and family that aren't in any way involved in in the scene. So, I it just for me, it just the excitement of just being around people that I can like talk openly is just going to be it's going to be pretty special. I think. Not hundred percent. I've never looked forward more to a one of those conversations where you can't quite hear <laughs> yeah. the other person because the music's too loud and you're kind of yelling yeah. at each other and you kind of come away from the conversation like, yeah, I think we said this, yeah. but I'm not really sure. <laughs> 100%, yeah. Brilliant. Well, guys, thank you so much for uh, coming on and having a chat. Really Thanks good so much to speak. Yeah, and, um, I'm looking thank forward much. to catching up with both of you soon. Thanks.